This CSM 14 candidate interview is part of a larger series. You can find interviews with many other candidates at talkinginstations.com. This interview of candidate Xenaria, a member of Goonswarm Federation, begins as Artemis asks about Xenaria's history in EVE. So Xenaria, can you give me a little bit about your player history? Um, I started playing EVE quite a few years ago, and I joined some random high-sec mining organization called the Local 22 Miners Union. And uh, they thought I was a goon spy back before I even knew what goons were. And after I got kicked out of there for being a goon spy, I joined various corporations. And I like to say that I've been inside everyone in EVE that matters, including all of the current major players in Nelsec. And now I found a home in Karma Fleet, which is within the Imperium. Everyone that matters. So what, what sort of criteria do you use to determine who matters and who doesn't? Um, well, if you matter, you can bring about change or have an impact in one way or another. And my corp history is a laundry list of various people, past and present, some who aren't around anymore, but uh, pretty much everyone who has ever been in a news article or some kind of scandal or some kind of heist or some kind of elaborate subterfuge is featured uh, at least once on my corp history. So were these all NullSec based organizations? Were you also in LowSec or is it, what was that like? I was in everything, including wormhole space. I've done high sec, low sec, NullSec. I've done faction warfare. I've done industry. I've done role play. I've done high sec missioning. I've done solo and gang PVP. I see. But your current residence in Karma Fleet, they are a NullSec-based alliance, so that is your current residence. Yes, that is correct. I'm with the Imperium, and I'm currently housed within Karma Fleet. Awesome. And one thing you failed to mention, which is another thing which you've done, is you were a member of the CSM. Which CSM was that again? Uh, I think 11, if I'm not mistaken. It was right as the uh, the big big drama was happening with the no scions rule and with uh, well we can talk more about that in a bit but basically there was bad stuff happening and I pitched the idea of running as a reform candidate and I was put on the Imperium ballot for reasons and I was elected as the first reform candidate in the history of the CSM and I reformed the CSM and rewrote the white paper, uh, I think it's called the community standards now, uh, changed the amount of seats that are on the CSM so that everybody who was on the CSM could attend the summit, not just uh, two or three people, a whole bunch of fun stuff. Wow. Well, we will we'll dig into all of this stuff which you've accomplished and that you hope to accomplish here in a bit. But I first want to talk about the Goonswarm ballot, the Imperium ballot, if you will, because that is, uh, I wouldn't say prestigious, but a very powerful position to be in if you make it onto that ballot. Yeah. And the thing about the Imperium ballot and the thing about most NullSec power blocks, uh, the ballots they have, that is only powerful in the absence of anything r- refuting it or challenging it. Because voter turnout is so extremely low, 
the NullSec power blocks can pretty much put on anybody they want. I mean, this most recent uh, election, there was what, like five or six members of the Imperium on the CSM just because nobody else showed up. Why do you think that is? I have some theories. I think that voter turnout is low because some people think the CSM is useless. Some people don't know what the CSM is. Some people think they know what the CSM is, but they're wrong. And some people still uh, don't feel like it's worth their time to go through 50, 40, or 60, or 120 odd candidates to find the people that they feel best represent them. So it's a signal to noise problem. How would you go about solving that problem? Well, I think that um, right now there isn't really a policy in place that allows CCP to prevent people from gaming the election process by running uh, superfluous alts. All that's required for you to run for the CSM is to be uh, of legal age, have a passport, and not have an account that's banned or uh, has done anything bad in the past. And you can run on your alt, you can run on your main, you can run on your fifth alt. And as long as you meet those criteria, voila, there's another legitimate candidate in the running and another candidate to take up interview time, to take up uh, platform and forms time, to take up media attention, to take up attention from the voter base. And eventually the voter says, you know what? I don't know who any of these people are. I, I give up. I'm not going to vote. So you would limit the who can run based on like one person per alliance? Is that what you're saying? No, I would, tr I would CCP the same way that they track RMT and botters and the same way that they can keep track that one account is connected to another account is connected to another account. I would say that one person per series of accounts can run. And I know that sounds kind of weird because you would say, well, they have a passport, they are that person, but we've had issues in the past where somebody's cousin's aunt's sister, if you catch what I'm saying, is running for the CSM. And as long as there's credentials, as long as they meet that criteria, you can just have uh, your roommate or whatever scan their passport and say, all right, this is their account, even though it's your account, and then they can run. And then that's another person in the running. That's another candidate that people have to pay attention to. I think that CCP should vet potential candidates better, maybe have like a, a primary system. They used to have that where you had to get a certain amount of, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, likes or upvotes. Not, not a perfect system, but certainly would be better than what we have now where every, uh, every Tom, Dick, and Harry and their cat is running for CSM. Curious. I would, uh, yeah, that is a very interesting idea. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Did you, is that just like out of the depths of your mind that has come up or have you had discussions with other people and sort of come upon this as your conclusion? Well, I've, I'm limited in what I can say, but I have spoken with people who have very large, uh, either, well, they're not really skill goo farms anymore at this point, they're vote farms. But if you have an account and you have the credentials to that account, there is nothing that stops you from, say, given one of those accounts to your mate or your bro and being like, Hey, run for this silly space election thing. You're not going to get on, you're going to get like two votes, but it's going to make it. So there's that many more, uh, names in the running and that much more smoke and that much more confusion that it's going to drive turnout, uh, down. It's going to drive voter apathy up and it's going to ensure that null sec power blocks can get more of their people on.
it's not it's not the norm. It's definitely an edge case. It's certainly this you know super niche hypothetical thing I'm describing. But the fact that it can happen at all is a problem, in my opinion. Would you also attempt to prevent people from voting with all of their alt accounts as in addition to running with any alt accounts? Or is that a separate issue in your opinion? Uh, I don't think that it's right. If you want to, if you want to have 400 accounts that you're paying for with Plex, you should have the right to vote with 400 accounts that you're paying for with Plex or with real life money. If you want a wallet warrior and election, uh, that's nothing new under the sun. That's been happening for years. There are massive uh, vote farms in pretty much every NullSec alliance that has the money to afford them. That's, you can't really do anything about that. But you can make it so that somebody isn't running joke candidates like LOL disband the CSM or CSM disbander.exe. You get the idea because every one of those that slips through the cracks and gets authenticated as an official candidate is somebody that your average high sec person or average puppy is going to look at and say, oh, well, clearly this isn't serious. I mean, look, they're having a joke. So why should I bother getting involved? I see. So that is one of the things which you're going to be pushing for, for more reforms coming into your next campaign. And I'm sure there are other things which you want to get to, but I first want to take a look back and talk a bit more about the things which you accomplished and tried to accomplish in your last term as CSM. So as you mentioned, it was during a bit of a crisis with the CSM after your, after your term in the CSM, the rules were changed. The white pepper went away and you got in some new rules, which took effect. Talk to me about that, that process. How was it going into the CSM knowing that your goal was to change things? Are people cooperative with you? Is it a general, like everyone realized things were bad and were on board with the changes you had in mind? What was the experience like? Well, the fix was in, right? Um, The reason I had so much success was in no small part to the fact that people could smell the fishy smell and they could see the blood in the water and they could see that, all right, certain individuals at CCP were doing things that were not only unethical and problematic, but were actually flat out uh, illegal, uh, like legit IRL money crimes without giving too much detail away. So when, when I was elected, there were a lot of people that came forward and said, you know, hey, I don't necessarily agree with you as a person. I don't necessarily like your alliance or your space tribe or your space guild or whatever. But if you're, if you're who they say you are, if you're actually trying to do what you say you're trying to do, I support you. And here's what I think. Here's my ideas. Here's my take on this. So plenty of people came forward and supported me or, or encouraged me to, to do this. And it was, it was not challenging at all. It was actually frighteningly easy because there was so much momentum behind me. So I can't take credit and say that I single-handedly pushed a button and made this happen. No, I had the, the, the full force of pretty much anybody who, who still gave a shit about the CSM as an institution behind me, backing my play. Is that the norm when it comes to trying to accomplish things no, in the CSM? it's not. For example, if you're a faction warfare candidate and you run on a platform saying, hey, we need to fix faction warfare, and it turns out that when you get elected, CCP has no plans for the next two years to do anything about that, uh, oh, well, nothing is going to happen. 
they're not going to, they'll listen to what you have to say. They'll take whatever documentation you have and, you know, you can give a presentation at the summit, but that doesn't mean that anything's going to happen because nothing will happen if it's not already uh, in the cards or part of their plan. So were there any goals that you went into your last term with that didn't get accomplished? Yeah, I really wanted to change what information CSM candidates were allowed to discuss and share with non-CSM people. And I wanted more specificity as it relates to the NDA and as it relates to uh, future plans. Uh, basically, if you get elected to the CSM and you have uh, like a 10-year or 20-year plan or whatever it is, you basically... the the, the the appropriate thing for you to do is to come to CCP and say, all right, I, you guys haven't showed me any NDA stuff yet. So let me show you what I'm planning on doing so that when I do this, you know I'm not doing it because of XYZ that is discussed. That needs to be a default that uh, all the Imperium candidates volunteer to do that because they're upstanding good people and they believe in the ethics and the integrity of the CSM as an institution. But that, that, that is not the default behavior. And I think it needs to be. By these plans, you're referring specifically to in-game actions. Yeah? Yes. If you are on the CSM and you have... Before even being elected, you have a plan of things that you want to buy, sell, or space that you want to invade, or things that you want to do that could potentially be misconstrued as benefiting from insider information. Then you need to do that right away before you're told anything so that if there ever is an issue later on, then you can say, hey, I gave you guys the full, the full pitch document of what I was going to do before you told me that you were going to nerf this or, or buff that. So then what happens to the CSM candidate who gets on and doesn't have a, a 10 to 20 year plan? Thinking back, if I recall correctly, like someone such as Wingspan TT, who had only been playing the game for three years, right? He started up his corp. He was just there. He was having fun. He went into the CSM to try and help their marketing because that's what he was familiar with. That was his goal. So he didn't have in-game plans, but he could still take in-game actions that could be misconstrued as improper use of NDA information. How would you handle that situation? That's a bit more difficult. And that's definitely something that I would want to, to write up a flowchart on how to solve that. But the easiest, for the purposes of this interview, the easiest thing would be to, if you're going to be on the CSM and you don't have a plan, at least make a rough outline of the types of things that you do or might do in EVE and give it to them. And just, just for safety, you might not even need it. But you, I'd rather people have it and not need it than need it and not have it. I mean, recent events have uh, proven that that is something that we need to address, especially when it comes to information provided during summits. So this was something you were looking to accomplish in your previous term as CSM, but it didn't get accomplished. Are you looking to try and do this again with this term? Yes. If I'm reelected, I'm going to pick up all the little frayed edges of my reform platform and the things that I didn't get around to or weren't able to uh, finish and, and, and put those in as best as I can. Because once again, it's, CCP is in a situation where they're going to be highly receptive to any kind of reform or policy change as it relates to the CSM. 
So talk to me about the other frayed edges, as you put it, of your previous plan. What else is missing? What else are you trying to accomplish this year? Well, I would really like to see CCP have more transparency as it relates to the CSM. I mean, yeah, they've done videos, they've done Facebook streams, they've done pictures and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, your average high sec puppy really has no clue what the CSM is. And I think that the best way to fix that would be to pick one uh, summit session uh, an hour long that could be, you could, you could partially bleep out certain words, but I want to have the entire recording, the 360 video recording of the meeting released to uh, the, ga- the, the players of the game so that they can see what your typical meeting is and all its minutia and all its back and forth and all its boringness so that they can see that this isn't some super fancy five-star resort that all uh, important spaceship politicians go to. They need to see that it's like a job, that like a second job, because that is going to drive down the amount of bogus candidates. It's going to drive voter turnout up and it's going to drive voter apathy down. And it's going to overall make the entire institution that much healthier for it. So these are frayed edges from your previous plan. Is your new plan, do you have another sort of main pillar similar to what it was previously, which is sort of cracking down on nefarious CCP activities, which you aren't able to discuss? Or is it more like, I had this thing in the past, we accomplished most of our goals, but this is uh, a term for me to come in and finish what I started. This is a finish what I started and also a improve and polish existing uh, ideas. The, the main thing is transparency, is comprehension. I've worked very, very closely with uh, CCP Ghost and his team when he was in charge of the NPE. And I've worked on a lot of UI, UX stuff, not from a developer standpoint, obviously, because again, the CSM are not junior game devs, but from the psychology and behavior aspect of it, because I've spent a lot of time in that field and I have my degree in that field. So I've, I've got a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, proofs of concept, uh, for lack of a better word, that I can present to them at a summit and say, hey, here's how we can make this thing even better. Here's how we can show the player base, what the CSM really is and, and, and build comprehension. Because if you build comprehension, you build communication. And if there's one thing that the CSM needs between the player base and between CCP and each other, it's communication, plain and simple. So you say the CSM needs communication. Why is that? What, what purpose does that extra communication serve? Well, The CSM, in absence of any communication between CCP, is pointless and dysfunctional. The CSM, in absence of any communication between themselves and the player base, is dysfunctional and pointless. As as an entity, it doesn't work without communication. What What is the purpose of the CSM, in your view? The CSM is basically an unpaid focus slash consulting arm that acts as a membrane between a game development company and a player base. They're typically highly skilled uh, individuals. Some of them are experts or, or specialists in a given area. And that specialization expertise 
can act as a funnel or a filter between all the random noise of everyone in the game and a small room of people who actually push button and make decisions or come to understandings about things with this game that we all have in common. I see. You mentioned focus groups in that as the CSM is sort of like one. And we've seen focus groups in the past. Indeed, other candidates are running on a platform of we want more focus groups to happen for various balance changes and other sorts of things. Would you agree with that point? Do you think more player run focus groups are a good thing, bad thing? Do you have a more nuanced opinion? I think it's potentially bad because it's a lot easier to control who gets into a room of 10 people than it is to control who gets into a Slack or a Discord server with 30 or 40 people because out of that 40 people, 30 of them can be total freaking morons and say something that to CCP devs who don't necessarily play the game at that level sounds great, but to anybody with more than two brain cells to rub together sounds like absolute bedlam. And then a change can be made because CCP is, well, they're CCP. And then, then, then there's more time that has to be spent to pushing for that change to be unmade, pushing for that thing to be re-nerfed and unbuffed or whatever the case may be. I don't trust fo- focus groups, not because I think that they're bad. I think that it's a lot harder to keep more people organized than it is to keep a smaller amount of people organized. You see. So we've talked about the things that you hope to accomplish with this coming term. We've talked about what you've accomplished in the past. And you mentioned very frankly that you accomplished those things in the past because there was momentum, because you had people at at your side, you were working with them, you all had a common vision. Is that common vision, is that momentum present again? Or do you feel like you're going to be facing an uphill battle compared to the last term? I'm going to be facing an uphill battle whether or not I secure any... uh ballot support from the Imperium or anyone else. I don't necessarily, I don't anticipate at this point that I will have any ballot support from any null power blocks. Um, But even if I did, that does not necessarily assure that I will have the same degree of support. Because when I was on last time, there was a screaming, bloody murder, help, we're drowning, shit's on fire degree of urinary urgency that caused people to put aside their differences and swallow their pride and do what they needed to do. Uh, Things are not as on fire as they were back then. The game, CCP and the CSM are are in a way better position than they were back then, despite what some people on Reddit will say. So I think that that is not necessarily going to happen again. There's not going to be this huge momentum. I'm going to have to try hard. I'm going to have to push hard. I'm probably not going to get elected because turnout is going to be, you know, it's going to be garbage, but I'm still going to try because I have a job to do. I do want to talk about um, voter turnout a little bit more though, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. So, One of the things that people don't understand, and I'm not even talking about the math of single transferable vote, I'm talking about the the psychology of, of candidates, is that if you have 10 spots for something and you have 20 people, it's very easy for your average person to look and say, all right, 
square peg, square hole, round peg, round hole. They can they can look at the interviews. They can read up on these people. They can say, all right, Null is supporting this person and this person. Here are these other people. Let me look into them. When you have 10 seats and you have 40 candidates or 50, or I'm guessing, I'm estimating maybe 80 this year because that's where it looks like it's going. People people stop caring, not because they don't want to care, not because they don't understand, but because there is so much information out there. They're so inundated with names that they don't recognize from organizations that they're not familiar with, with platforms that are often incomprehensible. Like I said, there's a lot of dummy candidates. There's a lot of people just running for funsies. Uh, My own campaign thread makes a joke about somebody stumbling into the election process on their way to GameStop to buy Fortnite gift cards. It's not that far off. And I think that unless CCP finds a way to better vet people uh, that goes above and beyond having a pulse and a passport, then this is just going to keep happening. Voter turnout is going to keep going lower. And eventually, you know what? The goons, those B guys, they're going to get every single one of the people on their ballot on without even breaking a sweat. That will happen if we continue down this pattern. So you mentioned the the filtering of candidates. There's a tool that was used in years past, which unfortunately is no longer active anymore, which was match.csm-eve.com. It was a tool that parsed CSM candidates as well as their platforms and their EVE experience. And it then essentially asked you a series of questions and spit out which candidates it thought were the best match for you. And it told you why. Would you like to see a a CSM or pardon me, a CCP sponsored version of this? Or are you thinking more specifically, as you mentioned, like voting primaries, if you will, that we have sort of here in the US? I think primaries are something I'm willing to entertain and look at. And if they present something, I'll knock holes in it until it's fixed so that it's fair. I think that vote match was a Aside from being a little biased in some cases, I think that would be a positive thing because that would allow people to sort through all the noise and find you know the candidate that actually can spell their own name properly, right? Uh, is that going to happen? Or are either of those things going to happen? Probably not this year. I don't anticipate that happening. But I, I would be happy if it did. I think that people need power tools to drill through all the... Uh, all the crusty barnacle nonsense we got flip-flop flying all over the place this year. All right. Well, thank you very much, Zenaria, for your time. This was an interview for your CSM 14 candidacy. Uh, If anybody's interested in hearing more interviews, you can check those out at talkingandstations.com. Thanks again, Zenaria. No problem.